So one of the interesting conundrums that we have to deal with um, in our modern world is that we have um, quite a complex relationship with our body. On one hand, for many of us, we are identified with our body. So we take ourselves to be our body. And so when our body is sick, I'm sick. When I'm not feeling well, I'm not feeling well. When I hurt, you know, there's hurt or pain in the body, I'm hurting. So there's a very strong sense of whatever's going on in the body is what's happening to me. I am it. Yeah. So that, on one hand, that's not universal to modern people. That's been going on for forever. Yeah. But one of the things that is, seems to be um, uh, an interesting place that is, I don't see so many references of it in the, in the times of the Buddha, is that in our modern world, we oscillate between thinking, I'm fabulous, and I hate myself. <laughs> you know, I'm spectacular, wonderful, glorious, sexy, uh, all of, the ep- all of the words that you want to use, and I'm a scumbag, a completely useless piece of rubbish, and one millimeter beneath the surface, all you get is a cesspit, you know. And we oscillate between these two, of, of thinking of ourselves as being great and wonderful and actually feeling um, quite a lack of sense of self-respect or care or kindness or appreciation or valuing of who we are. And this kind of slightly schizophrenic relationship is also translated into our relationship with our body. Okay. And so <clears throat> we have the interesting challenge of pulling these apart and seeing them for what they are and not adding extra fuel to the fire that burns us up in the wrong way and adds the right thing to have more clarity and sense and ease with it. Okay which means that the classical contemplations are actually tricky because the classical contemplations of just looking at the body components for what it is, if we're not phenomenally skillful, can be an opportunity to add all of the, um, accentuate the feelings of uh, self-hatred. So I have, over the last many years, have worked with this by combining the body reflections on what actually a body is made out of with loving-kindness meditation so that we can get more sense of what it is to have a body and to inhabit a body and to work with a body, but very clearly bringing forward a, an attitude or a, a heart of kindness, okay? To, to begin to really get some leverage on this tendency to want to trash or to punish or to despise or to the sense of, you know, the, the feeling that if, if, we, if we go deeper than a millimeter, then what we're just going to get is a cesspit that's infinitely deep and wide, you know, which is a kind of like a, a core belief that many people have they're not even conscious of. And it's really hard to practice because if our... Our basic fear is if we go deep, we're going to end up with something which is um, essentially uh, polluted. Then we don't have any, um, we don't have much resource for dealing with that. So we tend not to go. We don't go there. Yeah. 
So when we start shifting the equation to begin to get a sense, okay, what is a body? You know, what is a body made out of? What is it like? You know? And in that level, you know, you can take demographics of ethnicity and culture and race and age, and bodies have a lot in common, you know? Mm -hmm. Just beneath the surface of the skin, you take off the skin, and bodies have a lot more in common than they have different in terms of what they're made up of. You know, some of us have had surgeries and we're missing a this or a that, you know, and some of our parts don't work so great. But the general kind of nature of what comprises a body is pretty similar, you know, across demographics, across ethnicity, across culture, across orientation, across all the different ways that we can normally divide. When we really start looking with this, with this, it's pretty much the same, you know. So... What I'd like to do for this next guided meditation is to bring forward a a, a contemplation of the body parts so that we can begin to get a sense of what is it like to have one of these that we live with, we walk with, we sleep with, we brush our teeth with every day, and also to combine the quality of care and kindness so that we can make inroads against the habit tendency of, of, of somehow feeling that we are in our essential nature impure. All right? Up for that? That our, We sometimes think that our essential nature is defiled or impure. Yeah? And that's not correct. Yeah? You know, it, it's not going to be so easy to make a liver look um, beautiful, <laughs> but that is not our essential nature. Our essential nature is not the same as what our liver is. Okay? And again, if you're sitting and you're dealing with body pain and it's hard to sit with it because it's compelling, please feel welcome to quietly stand up at any point. You know, so that's an option at any point. Even if I'm speaking or I'm giving a guided meditation... I don't consider it disrespectful when people are attuning to what they need and staying within their capacity to stay present. I find that, um, actually, I feel encouraged by that. Yeah. So finding a way to sit where you feel relaxed and comfortable... just bringing to mind the image of something for you that is very uh, loving and best unconditionally loving if like the uh, bringing your mind to the Buddha or Kuan Yin or maybe there's a teacher like the Dalai Lama or Mother Teresa or Sri Ramana Maharshi, it really isn't so much dependent on who it is. What is really important is, is that you have a sense of this person, or this archetype, or maybe it could just be something like seeing a mother nursing a child, 
or being in a, a special place in the desert that's particularly sacred and peaceful for you. So it isn't even related to a person. But just the sense of unconditional love is something that you know and experience there. So the most important thing is is that whatever you think of or imagine has an association with you that is deeply, profoundly, unconditionally loving. What is that? Who is that? Is it your teacher? Your mentor? Somebody in your family? Place in nature? It doesn't matter where it comes from. Just connect with that and let that image grow strong. And begin to get a sense of how is it that you experience that feeling of love. Do you experience as it a sense of a physical sense in your body? Do you experience it as good wishes that you are free from pain or distress? Do you experience it visually or through emotions? So each of us has different gateways of how we experience things, and there isn't a right way and a wrong way. But what's really helpful is to know our way. And to translate this image into our way. So that we get a sense and encourage a sense in our way that we experience things. So that we know what it is to feel loving to be in the presence of someone or something, someplace that allows us to feel profoundly loving, safe, protected, supported, cared for. Bring this quality of loving and direct it so that we start to feel it in our skin. We start to allow it to absorb into our skin. That we can get a sense of what it feels like to have skin and have the skin be suffused with loving kindness. Just like in the desert, it's common to put on skin cream. And we can let the skin cream soak into our skin. Well, here we're putting on a lotion of loving kindness and letting it soak into our skin and feeling the impact. Feeling our skin and feeling what it feels like to be suffused with loving kindness. And letting this loving kindness soak in beneath the skin to the 
layer between the skin and the muscles. In some parts of our body, there'll be fat. And we can let this loving kindness just absorb and soak into that area, that tissue between the skin and the muscles. And see if we can notice what it feels like. And if we can sense this part of our body. We don't have any nerve endings in this part of our body, so it's going to be a little challenging to feel it. And beneath the fat that covers parts of our body, for many of us, there's muscle. And so we can let the loving kindness penetrate the muscles. The big muscles in our legs, in our back, in our shoulders, our arms. The small muscles in our face, in our fingers, in our feet. And the muscles are attached to bones via ligaments. And so we can let the loving kindness penetrate the ligaments. Suffuse the ligaments. And the ligaments attaching to the bone, so letting this loving kindness touch and penetrate our bones. So we're bringing forward a quality of loving kindness and directing it to a part of our body. And many of us don't have nerve endings in our bones so that we can't feel them directly. So it takes some imagination to do this, to imagine what this would feel like. 
and then seeing if we notice a result. Letting the loving kindness penetrate into our bone marrow. And now bringing this loving kindness to different organs and organ systems to our heart. An incredible organ that pumps the blood throughout our whole body. And our lungs. Letting the loving kindness fill our lungs. This amazing tissue that makes it possible to have the air that we breathe in oxygenate the blood that is pumped through our lungs, through our heart. Filling our lungs with loving kindness. and directing attention to our liver, this area underneath the right side of our ribcage. And except for the skin is the largest organ in our body. and directing loving-kindness to the spleen. The source of our immune system and involved in creating red blood cells. And filling up our kidneys. with loving-kindness. Filling the bladder with loving-kindness. It's such a blessing when we can go to the toilet and relieve ourselves.
And our digestive system, it goes all the way from our mouth, our esophagus, our stomach, our large intestines. colon, anus, one tube that has all kinds of different functions and allows us to absorb the food and digest the food and excrete the food. and filling our blood with loving-kindness. Our blood that circulates throughout all of our organs and our tissues. and filling our tears with loving-kindness. And so we can allow our whole body, all of the different organs and fluids and systems, to be suffused with loving kindness, to bring a sense of care and loving attention, without needing to take ownership or possession or seek an ultimate identity in our body. We can know what a body is comprised of. without being confused. This is what it's like to have a body. We have all these things in it. We don't need to be repulsed by it, but neither do we need to be obsessed or mesmerized by it.
we can be caring and respectful, intelligent and discerning, and clear about what it is to have a body. So letting there be loving-kindness suffusing the whole body from the crown of the head and down to the soles of the feet, the skin, and all of the organs, all of the systems, all of the fluids, all of the tissues, every cell. Suffused with care and kindness, loving, good wishes. And can you feel the impact of suffusing your body with loving kindness? Do you notice any difference in the way it feels to sit here when your body and your skin and your organs are suffused with loving kindness? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.